Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job or a new full-time role, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has 860 locally-owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Redestine tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome in, podcast listeners. The only good thing that happened in the world of sports over the weekend, FanDuel came to Tennessee. If you're listening to this right now in the state of Tennessee, FanDuel.com slash Clay, up to a $1,000 free roll, FanDuel.com slash Clay. Go sign up right now. Again, $1,000 they'll refund if you lose it up to that amount. But we have got a lot to get into. The NFL, the Titans tank, so do the Packers. How bad was the NFC East? And much to discuss about the world of college football. We've got a loaded show for you. My buddy Todd Furman from Fox Bet Live swings by as well as Sean Merriman and Joel Klatt, lead college football analyst. All that rolling your way. It's Outkick, the podcast, and it begins right now. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. I hope all of you had fantastic Halloween weekends. We had a Halloween party on Friday. It was great. It was awesome. First big event we've had in a long time. It was spectacular to see everybody. Then on Saturday, my kids went out trick-or-treating, and it felt pretty much like a normal Halloween. Now, there were still some houses set up where people said, hey, we don't want anybody coming close. There were a lot more houses probably that had candy outside on the front steps as opposed to people actually giving it away. But there were massive crowds of trick-or-treaters in my neighborhood, and it felt very much like a normal Halloween. 
Kids were all dressed up, excited to get out in their costumes. I hope wherever you are listening, your kids were able to have the same amount of fun, your grandkids, your nieces, your nephews, whatever you may be in terms of a family or relationship. I hope you had a fantastic Halloween weekend. Now, I know that a lot of you were not very pleased with how your teams played, either college or pro, and obviously on Monday during the fall, we go all in on football reaction. And right off the top, the final game of the weekend, Sunday Night Football, the NFC East is just atrocious. I know the Eagles won, but I can't imagine there's a single Eagles fan listening to us right now thinking, hey, you know what? We really deserve to host a home playoff game. And with the Dallas Cowboys, I know we've got the Dak issue. I know we've got the Andy Dalton issue. But what's happened with Ezekiel Elliott? I mean, he has turned into a below-average running back in the NFL. And I don't even know what the Cowboys do from here going forward. I didn't think they played atrociously bad. I mean, they bombed through some field goals. They had the lead for a little while. But I think I speak for everybody when I say we should really take away the NFC East playoffs bid this year. And we 1 billion percent should take away their ability to host a home playoff game. Having said that, if you're an Eagles fan, you guys are in decent shape. I think you're probably the best of a really, really bad lot of teams, the likes of which we haven't seen for a very long time either. Now, at least the Eagles won. Because there's been a lot of praise. To me, the most interesting NFL week, uh, game of the weekend was what happened with the Steelers on the road against the Ravens. And I think you have to sit back and ask the question, has Lamar Jackson let all the big game talk get to him and the failure in the big game? Because he played, I thought, against the Steelers like he was tight. Like, he didn't really have the confidence and the panache that we have gotten used to him having. And I wonder whether we've got a little bit of a Peyton Manning when Peyton Manning was young factor starting to hang over Lamar Jackson a little bit. And what I mean by that is, for those of you out there who are young and don't remember the early days of Peyton Manning, everybody would talk about how amazing Peyton Manning was. And then whenever he got into a big game in the NFL, and trust me, I know it's an unfair criticism because you have to play really well to get into big games, right? When someone says, oh, so-and-so is not very good in big games, well, you are artificially defining what a big game is and only defining the games that they lose as the big game. In other words, it's hard to get into the NFL playoffs. You have to win a lot of big games to get in the NFL playoffs and be a highly seeded team. But Lamar Jackson has now never won an NFL playoff game. He's lost both times the first game he's played in the playoffs. And and this season, coming off of the MVP season, when Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs came to Baltimore, that was a beatdown the Chiefs put on. And now when the Steelers come to town, they found a way to get a win too. And it was partly because of the poor play of Lamar Jackson. And so I'm wondering what's going on exactly with the Ravens. I think it's a fair question. What's going on with Lamar Jackson? 
are teams starting to catch up with exactly what the Ravens like to do? They came back, the Steelers did, from a deficit. Used to be Lamar Jackson getting to play with the lead. It was impossible to catch him. Steelers come back from a 10-point deficit. I think you have to give a lot of credit to the Steelers over their ability to come back and win that game, to get to 7-0, and but that's huge. In the AFC North now, the Steelers have a two-and-a-half game lead with nine games to play. And now the Ravens have to go to Pittsburgh. It's a monster win. Big swing event. Another couple of games. And I think there are a lot of questions about that as well. What in the world happened with the Tennessee Titans? And what in the world happened with the Green Bay Packers? A couple of weeks ago, felt like the Packers, if not the best team in the NFC, close to the best team. And the Titans, coming off that 5-0 and start, looked like they were one of the best teams in the NFL too. Titans go on the road against the Bengals. Credit to Joe Burrow. A lot of questionable officiating in that game, I thought. But the Bengals find a way to win. Titans miss another field goal. Throw an interception in the end zone. Can't get off the field on third down. And the Bengals pull off the upset as the touchdown underdog. And then the same thing happens up in Green Bay. The Vikings have been competitive but lost a lot of close games all year. And then they go on the road against their division rival. And for the second time, I believe it's in three weeks, the Packers look very, very mediocre. And so who can you actually believe in as a good team in the NFL right now as we prepare to watch the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play tonight? I think you look around the NFL right now and you say, man, there are a lot of teams that we thought were very good that have faded. Now, one team that had a stumble there for a couple of weeks and now seems to have regained its footing is Buffalo Bills. They got a huge win, even though it wasn't pretty, over the New England Patriots. And I'm I'm genuinely curious whether Bill Belichick is just going to throw up his hands and say, okay, it's time to go ahead and start making moves, get rid of some of this talent. Cam Newton, late fumble, feels like unless things turn around in a hurry for him, sitting there with the Patriots at 2-5, and five, some of the stats that came out about the Patriots sitting at 2-5 and five and how rare it's been, uh, that is, uh, let me hit you with this, the last time the Patriots were three games under five hundred, Bill Clinton was president of the United States. Think about how crazy that is. The last time the New England Patriots were three games under five hundred. Bill Clinton was president of the United States. Kids today don't even know that the Patriots used to be the biggest laughing stock in the NFL before Brady and before Belichick. That's how long it's been all the way back to the Clinton administration. Bill Clinton was president. But who do we actually believe in? Steelers, okay. I don't believe in the Titans anymore. I don't believe in the Colts. Certainly you believe in the Chiefs. So really in the AFC to me, the two teams that have not, I know the Chiefs lost to the Raiders, but the Chiefs have played a lot to the level of the competition. To me, the only two teams that haven't been exposed so far in the AFC are the Steelers and the Chiefs. What about the NFC? It feels like everybody has been exposed so far. 
except for the Seahawks. So there's only three teams with one loss or fewer right now. The Seahawks, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think, honestly, those are the only three teams that I feel very confident about as we get ready for NFL Week 9. But first, we have to go ahead and obviously finish off the uh, the final game of NFL Week 8. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, Tool to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and who doesn't want better sex? But if you have ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Hymns Sex Chews and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hymns has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is getting Getting you down, it's time to change that. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash two pros. That's H I M S dot com slash two pros for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash two pros. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Sex choose are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their goodyear test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Todd Furman, uh, my uh, sparring partner, among uh, many other things, on Fox Bet Live, used to be Lock It In. And uh, we got a lot of NFL and college football that I want to hit you with. Appreciate you getting up uh, early with us here, Furman. But I want to start here. Um, kind of a wild weekend. I mean, we had Halloween going on. We had a lot of different sporting events. Uh, it, it was a lot of fun. But one of the wildest things, and you've been talking about this for a while, would you have ever believed that, Furman, that we'd be sitting in a place where – You'd be able to. There are people right now listening to me in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Tennessee, Colorado, West Virginia. All of them right now can pull out their phones, go to FanDuel.com slash Clay and make bets. But I never would have believed that this would have happened because it used to be such a big deal to get on a plane, land in Vegas, go to a sports book. That aspect of Vegas now is basically almost in existence. And I know people have had bookies before and everything else. But for state-sponsored gambling to be legal is crazy in so many places. Well, first things first, ultimately when we get up and running with our own promotional offers from uh, Bet the Board, I'm going to have to plug those in this fine radio segment instead of letting you hijack things in that particular regard. I'm jealous, actually, of what you guys have in Tennessee now because you actually have a more extensive and uh, diverse betting menu than we actually have at our disposal out here in Nevada. But if you'd have told me years ago when we sat down in the Caesar Sportsbook when I was still grinding away as a supervisor there, just trying to figure out where sports gambling was going to go and ultimately how it was going to look on a national landscape, that we'd finally arrive at some of these various milestones in a lot of states. I'd have told you you were absolutely nuts, so much so that you're seeing the Tennessee Titans amongst other NFL teams openly endorsing and embracing this, yeah. that if you make purchases, there are some bonus offers available. And I still think this is the tip of the iceberg in terms of where we're going to be when we have this discussion 18 months, two years, five years on down the road. Should the Patriots be sellers now? Like at this point, sitting at two and five, the Bills get the big win. Should they be sellers when it comes to the overall marketplace? What do you think Bill Belichick is thinking this morning as he wakes up? Cam fumbles late. That was basically a game, I think, that they had to win in order to contend in the AFC East. The Bills didn't play well, but they got past their number one nemesis, and now they've got a massive lead. They're six and two. Uh, the Patriots are two and five. Honestly, the Bills need to be probably more concerned about the Dolphins than anybody else in the AFC East. What do you think about this? 
Uh, I think Bill Belichick's going to wake up tomorrow morning or when he was flying home from Orchard Park, New York, back to New England, thinking, man, I really wish Robert Kraft let me trade Tom Brady years ago when I had Jimmy Garoppolo as my starting quarterback because we could have beaten the Rams with Jimmy Garoppolo under center. And you're seeing right now how they've had to try and reinvent themselves. New England had a chance to win that game late. Cam Newton picks up the first down, puts the ball on the carpet, and allows Buffalo to escape with a hard-fought 24-21 win. But there's no doubt the Patriots need to figure out what direction they're going to go and who their franchise quarterback is going to be. Uh, and you may as well package any marketable assets that you currently have on this roster before the trade deadline comes up in the middle of this week. New England ain't getting back to the playoffs, sitting at 2-5. and five. This is the first three-game losing streak I believe they've had where more teams have had, or four-game losing streak, I'm going to butcher the stat, but 284 other NFL teams have had four-game losing streaks in some capacity before New England finally had theirs for the first time in an eternity. What's going on with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens? They uh, had an unbelievable run last year. Lamar was the MVP of the league, but he lost for a second straight season in the first round of the playoffs. First round he's playing anyway, the divisional round. Then this year, the Chiefs came to town and just put it on the Ravens. And now they have a big hole that they've dug for themselves, to be honest, with the Steelers, who are 7-0. They've now got the tie break uh, in that division. Nine games to go. I understand a lot can still happen, but a two-and-a-half game lead with nine to go is sitting pretty for the Pittsburgh Steelers. What's up with the Ravens this year? I think a lot has changed. I mean, the book is out on Lamar Jackson when you figure out how to try and supply a pass rush, what you need to do to try and limit his effectiveness. And it wasn't that his rushing numbers weren't good yesterday against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Carried the ball 16 times for 65 yards, but he can't make some of those third and intermediate throws that we know elite quarterbacks can. When it's third and five, third and six, and your legs aren't a viable asset, you have to be able to go down the middle of the field, throw outside the hashes when you have the arm strength he does. And ultimately, when you take a seven 17-7 lead in the half. You can't make throws that flip the script and give the momentum to your opponent because Pittsburgh looked dead and buried. Lamar throws the pick to start the second half, much like he did on the third play of the game that led to the, directly to the pick six, and it gets the Steelers back in into this one because even if you punt their up 10, Big Ben had shown nothing in the first half. I believe the Steelers had less than 70 yards, and suddenly uh, a team that didn't believe they could move the ball against the Ravens' defense builds with confidence, uh, and after the Ravens lost one of their better pass rushers in Matthew Judon with an unfortunate collision with the official, you saw the Ravens' defense kind of crater. And coming into this game, quite honestly, if you told me Baltimore scored 24 points, I'd have said they win this game 75 out of 100 times. But you give the Steelers credit. They took advantage of the opportunities that were there, didn't run it that effectively, but Big Ben made the plays when it mattered most, and their defense rose to the occasion, keeping Lamar Jackson about a yard and a half short when he had a chance to go in for the game-winning touchdown. What should the Bears do? at quarterback they've already gone Trubisky to Foles they went into overtime uh, lost to the Saints who seem to be getting their rhythm back at least a little bit what's the Bears story at this point uh, you know what? I think the Bears have to try and figure out what direction they're going to go at the quarterback spot. Anyone who really believed that, that ultimately Nick Foles was going to be the answer was only kidding themselves. If they have the phone handy, they should really call up Dr. Emmett Brown, figure out how to go back to the future, <laughs> and draft Patrick Mahomes yeah. to bring they're him never in. Gonna, they're Watson. never going to live that down, either no. one of those guys. 
Nor should they. And at this point, ultimately, I think the Bears have to figure out what they have available in draft capital. Go out there and get a franchise quarterback because what you're doing is you're wasting the prime of a very good defense. You have a good to elite wide receiver in Allen Robinson. The ground game's been nowhere to speak of, but ultimately you need a quarterback that can make a few throws. Uh, and this team is you know, a prisoner of their own success because they're just good enough not to draft an elite player. And ultimately the Bears are no real threat to get out of the NFC. All right, the Titans, uh, you predicted that they would have a struggle with the Bengals. The Bengals came out, put it on them. Titans could get no pressure on Joe Burrow, which is really a major issue now going forward. Titans have dropped two in a row. You could forgive the Steelers' missed field goal to go into overtime. This is their, I would say, alarm bells going off a little bit. Through seven games, the Titans have seven sacks. They spent $21.5 million guaranteed this year on Jadavion Clowney and on uh, Vic Beasley. Neither one of those guys even has a sack so far this season. What's going on? How nervous should Titans fans be based on the performance they saw yesterday? I mean, they should be very nervous, to be quite honest, because if we erase the week one game against the Denver Broncos, the Titans have only held one opponent to less than 27 points, if my numbers are correct, and that would have been the Buffalo Bills on that weird week where they played on a Tuesday night and Buffalo looked ill-equipped to do anything. But the two-game losing streak, I don't think it's time to panic just yet. A winnable game this coming Sunday where they'll be right around a touchdown favorite against the Bears. But their biggest stretch will start with when they play the Colts two times in three weeks, and sandwiched in the middle of that is a road date against the Baltimore Ravens. If the Titans can't get through that stretch, at least getting a split with their division rival uh, and finishing one and two, this team could be in big peril, not for missing the playoffs, but having a very difficult road if they're going to get to the AFC Championship or go a little bit deeper. I think this offense is very good, and I've been stunned with what Arthur Brown has been able to do, getting A.J. Brown involved, uh, and Arthur Smith, excuse me, getting A.J. Brown involved, Ryan Tannehill's development, and Derrick Henry, but this defense can't stop anybody and you mentioned it if you can't get pressure and you don't have elite cover corners it's going to put you in a very difficult spot and I think this one was the real red flag yesterday against the Bengals because Cincinnati was playing four out of five backups on their offensive line and the Titans were unable to disrupt much of what Joe Burrow wanted to do yeah there's no doubt another team that uh, may have a little bit of alarm bells going off they looked good early in the season Vikings go on the road beat the Packers how nervous should Packer fan be fat Packers fans be You're asking the wrong guy uh, when it comes to trying to uh, assess assess the Green Bay Packers. This was a bad situational spot for Green Bay. They kind of got over the Tampa Bay loss with a dominant performance against the Houston Texans last week. We knew that they have their biggest game of the season, arguably, or one that they've had circled, coming up on a short week when they'll go to San Francisco for Thursday Night Football on Fox to avenge two losses to the 49ers a season ago. And to the Vikings' credit, they had a good game plan. They came in prepared off of their bye. They established Dalvin Cook. And the Green Bay Packers just can't stop anybody. Right now, you look at Zadarius and Preston Smith. They're not bringing pressure. The way to beat Green Bay is running between the tackles. And without David Bakhtiari on their offensive line, you can't provide nearly this kind of protection that you'd like for Aaron Rodgers. I think this is a middle-of-the-pack team in the NFC. Fortunately for Green Bay, there's no real dominant force. But this team is extremely flawed, and they'll go as Aaron Rodgers goes. Unless he's truly elite, uh, I think their ceiling is maybe getting into the second round of the NFC playoffs. You know, it's interesting. Every week it feels like there's a new drama surrounding Baker Mayfield, right? Uh, Is he going to be good? Is he going to be bad? The media is against him. He plays well. And then there's no consistency to it. 
one of the few games that I picked correctly going into uh, into the weekend was I thought the Raiders had a good chance to win this one outright. They did. I didn't think the Raider defense was going to hold uh, the uh, the Cleveland Browns to six points. What's going on with Cleveland here? Is this a playoff team in your mind? I think Cleveland just has to figure a few things out. I don't think it's any reason to panic just yet. They sit at 5-3, and three, still very much in control of their own playoff destiny. We can blame the weather and the elements uh, as playing a big role in Cleveland's inability to throw downfield. I mean, you look at some of the passing numbers. Jarvis Landry, four catches, 52 yards, and that was the most prolific receiver. But I think this team needs Nick Chubb back. We talk all the time about how running backs are a dime, of do- a, dime a dozen, but the offenses lack pop on the ground with Kareem Hunt and Dearness Johnson trying to carry the baton. Once Chubb is back, it makes them a little bit more multidimensional. But I think this was as much about the Raiders and their game plan uh, as it was a criticism of what we saw out of the Cleveland Browns because they got Josh Jacobs established. He carried the ball 31 times. And coming into this, he hadn't seen a workload or a dominant performance, much like we saw yesterday, where it was very workmanlike more so than big play and explosive. We're talking to Todd Furman, Fox Bet Live. You can watch us 5 Eastern, 4 Central, 3 Mountain, 2 Pacific, uh, all over the country every single day, including uh, later this afternoon. When you look at uh, college football, one of the big questions we always ask are who are the most valuable players and what would the line impact be if they weren't able to play? We got a major line move when suddenly Trevor Lawrence is not able to play. He's not going to be able to play, according to Dabo, either against Notre Dame. How do you look forward for this Notre Dame game without Trevor Lawrence? What did you think looking backward about what Clemson looked like without him? I think Clemson's defense uh, looked like it took the first half off. They weren't ready for what BC wanted to do with Philly York. Yurkevich out there throwing it around. I mean, this is one of the top five passers in terms of yardage in all of college football. But Clemson, whether it was a tongue lashing or adjustments that Brett Venable's group made at halftime, they went out there, they pitched a shutout, and they let a young quarterback in DJ go out there and do what he needed to. Now, in this particular spot, I think a lot of people will be surprised when they see Clemson nearly a touchdown favorite uh, on the road taking on the Fighting Irish, who are a top 10 football team. But this just speaks to how well Clemson has recruited. Even with a young quarterback, one that won't have the NFL pedigree, at least the way things look right now, being a touchdown chalk. I think Clemson uses their defense. They get Travis Etienne involved, and you really see the depth of what Dabo has built there. But it does further illustrate that Trevor Lawrence is going to be an elite prospect at the next level, but his overall value to Clemson may be overstated just because the pipeline is stocked, unlike some of these teams in, say, the middle of the top 25 or even in some of the smaller conferences. A team like BYU, they don't have another guy to hand the baton to if Zach Wilson were to go down but Trevor Lawrence is out hey no big deal you see the market come down from 29 and a half as low as 24 ultimately close at 27 we know that Clemson didn't flirt with covering that number but it just goes to show how professional betters felt that odds makers overreacted to Trevor being out with COVID how much of a gap is there in terms of your perspective odds maker wise after Alabama Ohio State and Clemson and who do you is the fourth best team in terms of likelihood to be able to make the playoffs? Like, who would you give value to? It's a massive gap. I mean, when you talk about those three teams and the drop-off, for me, Georgia's still power-rated number four, but uh, to say the Bulldogs have a chance to beat two of those three teams you mentioned in a semifinal format in a college football playoff, I think we're all kidding ourselves. When you watch Stetson Bennett and that Georgia offense look like they're stuck in quicksand, coming out of the bye against Kentucky, very limited in some of those capabilities. You look at the other teams in the top ten, and the reality of it is the Cincinnati Bearcats will be a nice story, but Desmond Ritter doesn't scare you. I think Texas this a and 
A&M is probably the most intriguing team within the SEC and maybe that can crash the party because Kellen Mond has the tools. We've never seen him really put it all together, but with his throwing arm, his legs, a defense that's slightly underrated, and a dynamic backfield working in their favor, maybe the Aggies are a dark horse team, although I'd put them on upset alert for their trip to Columbia this weekend where they're more than a touchdown favorite to take on South Carolina. It is interesting to see if uh, A&M is going to be able to live with any kind of success. What do you, I know it's early because the game is still a ways away uh, with this Saturday, but I think Florida is substantially better than Georgia. And I know Georgia has opened as the favorite. Stetson Bennett, I don't think you can criticize him at all, but there's a big difference between he and Kyle Trask. I just I don't think there's a lot of dynamicism to the Georgia offense and I feel like Florida has a lot of different ways they can score. I know their defense is not elite, but to me, Florida looks like the better team right now. I'm a little bit surprised by that line and where it opened up. I know Georgia has more five stars and all those things, but it just looks to me like Dan Mullen has things going a little bit better on the offensive side of the ball by far, and that there's just not enough firepower from Georgia to make me think they're going to win that game. I'd agree. And when we look at college football played in the year 2020, it's not necessarily about getting consistent stops. It's how often you can go up and down the field. And you talk about Florida. I mean, they'll have arguably the three or four best offensive players out on the football field compared to either of these two teams. Now, defensively, there's no doubt that Florida gives up quite a bit, but their defense hasn't been porous against the run. They're giving up a shade less than four yards per carry, uh, a little bit less than 140 yards per game. It's where they get exploited in the passing game. Uh, that's the biggest question. Does Georgia have enough, and will they get George Pickens back and be able to attack that Florida secondary that's shown some vulnerability in a number of SEC games so far? Uh, I would agree with you that I think this number is a little bit rich, and anything over a field goal makes an awful lot of sense to try and back Florida as a live dog. Todd, uh, tomorrow obviously is election day. I'm not talking about who you're going to vote for or anything like that. I want to talk about the gambling perspective. It's a big deal overseas to be able to bet on who's going to be elected president, who's going to win different races. Do you think we'll ever see election betting in a big way in the United States? I think it's a question of which states uh, ultimately want to approve it. It's one of those areas that's been somewhat taboo, but so has sports in general in the past. The one thing that you do worry about, you know, if the federal elections could be tampered with from a gambling perspective, there would be some concerns. But you talk about how unpopular it's become. Uh, I talked to some of the folks through Betfair, part of the Flutter Group, the same parent company as FanDuel, and they said the amount of money that they've seen wagered on their exchange has really blown them away. They've already surpassed and then some, the betting handle that they saw in 2016. And keep in mind, more than half of the betting handle that was traded on the 2016 election came in the 24 hours leading up to when the election was ultimately declared a winner. So I think those numbers are going to continue to skyrocket. And when you look at the popularity, not just of the presidential election, but the Senate, the House of Reps, and everything else that's there, I do think ultimately we'll see election betting be something that's offered on the menu. I just don't think it's going to happen anytime in the near future. Do you trust the odds makers in those markets more or less than the odds makers in sports? I trust them a lot less. I mean, they're going off human emotion, and we know how volatile that can be. You can't build a power rating to accurately forecast any of these 
different senatorial races that are out there. So for folks that spend time with it, and I'm not obviously encouraging anybody to send their money offshore to bet illegally on these things, you can beat these markets. And that's part of the reason that there's a lot lower limits uh, for some of these things compared to what you can get down on an NFL game or even a marquee college football game. Odds makers kind of paying their number, and they just have to ultimately be pretty aggressive in the way that they're ultimately going to move these prices to make sure that they don't create unnecessary liability for themselves. In the meantime, go sign up. Like I was saying, FanDuel.com slash Clay, $1,000 free roll if you're in the state of Tennessee, as I know many of you are. Furman, I will see you later this afternoon on TV. I look forward to it. I always look fast when I have my crown on top of my head. (laughs) It's unfortunate. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o -O who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer. 
installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. To me, the biggest takeaway from college football is what happened with Jim Harbaugh. And we'll talk about that a decent amount during the course of this show and what in the world Michigan had go wrong such that Mel Tucker was able to get that big win. Also, Clemson being able to overcome the loss of Trevor Lawrence and still find a way to win even after getting down 28-10. But the college football playoff picture is already becoming pretty intriguing. And what I mean by that is Alabama is 6-0. and They're now into their bye week. They were dominant. They really took it to Mike Leach and Mississippi State. They're 6-0. and Final four games, very winnable, all right? When you look at them, it's hard for me to see how they aren't 10-0 and and playing against the winner of this Florida-Georgia game in the cocktail party with almost nothing to play for except for the possible situation where maybe they're playing for the number one overall seed. But Alabama pretty much is in the playoff, all right? That seems very, very clear to me. If Alabama's in the playoff, eventually Trevor Lawrence is going to come back. I don't think that Notre Dame is going to beat Clemson twice, which is what they would have to do to guarantee themselves a spot in the playoff uh, and not Clemson out of the playoff. So I think Clemson's going to be in the playoff. I also think nobody in the Big Ten is going to be able to hang with Ohio State The question with Ohio State is how many games are they actually going to play because this Wisconsin mess should have everybody in the Big Ten nervous because they don't have the ability to postpone games. They've got to go ahead and cancel them. So if you look at the college football playoff picture, one of the intriguing questions that's out there is who is actually in the mix to be the fourth playoff team? And I got several different teams for you because thanks to the Big 12 basically giving up any chance at the playoff unless Oklahoma State won out for the rest of the way. I think you got several teams that are truly in the mix. Notre Dame, who plays against Clemson this weekend. Florida and Georgia, who play this weekend in uh, the cocktail party. By the way, can we talk about Florida for a minute? Kyle Trask is great, but what in the world has Dan Mullen done? He's gone full-on heel mode. He basically created a near brawl in the Missouri-Florida game with his reaction at the end of the first half. And then in his post-game press conference, he showed up dressed as Darth Vader. Uh, I think Dan Mullen is a really entertaining coach, but I'm assuming he's just totally leaning in to being the villain of college football right now because showing up dressed as Darth Vader was kind of funny, but also kind of weird, particularly because he's been such a villain and coming off of that near brawl at the end of the first half where he was yelling at Missouri's coach and then he goes into the tunnel and then comes back out and he's like firing up his own fans. Having said that, I think Florida's better than Georgia right now. I think this is an example of a line that's completely wrong. Right now, Georgia is around and open to six-point favorite in this game. I don't see it. I watched that Georgia game against Kentucky. I don't think Georgia can move the football. I don't think that uh, that Stetson Bennett, they only let him throw the ball 14 times. He had two picks and 14 throws. 
I don't think that Florida's offense is sorry defense is great, but Kyle Trask has the ability to put up 35 or 40 points in that Florida Gator offense. And I've been to a lot of cocktail parties over the years. One of the best sporting event there is out there. I think Florida is going to beat Georgia. I really do. And that would mean that Florida would go play Alabama probably. And Florida would still need to get to nine and one to still be in the playoff mix. But both Florida and Georgia are alive. Notre Dame is alive. Maybe, maybe a Pac-12 champ who's undefeated could be alive. I'm not 100% certain about that. I don't think that they will finish the year with only one loss, but Oklahoma State lost to Texas this weekend. I think Oklahoma State would still kind of be in the mix. That's it, right? I mean, I don't think Penn State, they're out. They're 0-2, even though they might be the second best team in the uh, in the Big Ten. I don't think Michigan's in. I guess you could argue Wisconsin, but we don't even know how many games Wisconsin is going to play this year if they do win the Big Ten West. So the college football playoff picture there's not really a lot of teams out there that are in the mix that make a lot of sense if you're starting to break down the overall uh, landscape of the college football playoff universe right now. And that's without any more wild card happenings because, look, the truth of the matter is, what happens if Mac Jones has to sit out a game like Trevor Lawrence has? I don't really know the action. What if Tra- What if Kyle Trask does? What if... Justin Fields suddenly tests positive for COVID and has to be out for 21 days. I mean, everything can change irrespective of injuries, which are usually what everybody is afraid of. And to me, if you're an Ohio State fan, for instance, what you're afraid of at this point is not anybody really beating you. I don't think anybody's good enough to beat Ohio State on their regular season schedule. But I think if they had a COVID outbreak and suddenly they didn't play enough games, I think it's pretty easy to think about uh, about ways that things could go differently there uh, if, uh, if, if everything was not set up absolutely perfect. So there are a lot of different moving parts in this college football playoff picture. We'll get into some of that in the third hour of the show with Joel Klatt. When we come back, top of hour two, what in the world was that mess we saw last night in the NFC East? Who is going to end up actually winning the division? Should we care at all? Also, big takeaway from the game between the Ravens and the Steelers. How good are the Steelers? And what in the world is going on with the Packers and the Titans, both of whom lost uh, games against teams that had not won very many games? Who should be more nervous there? We'll discuss all that more. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free at 